0: showed me the video of rockstar stud um you know and his kind of emotions over it and how kind of upset he was and probably a little frustrated that he was um but it's interesting how it affects people even when us as fans don't really see him that much you know when's the last time we can feel like we've seen rockstar Spud or yeah. Drake maverick you know and well, it, it feels like You know, even though we haven't seen him, him, you know, it's interesting, you know, how much it still affects people, even though we may not see them on TV week to week. Let's get
1: it. And Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always an instant classic.
0: And you're
1: And we want to punch Jim Cornette in the face repeatedly until he bleeds because he's stupid. We'll right. <laughs> we see you on the flippity dippity. Oh, yeah.
0: You didn't do the countdown, though. Oh. I wasn't ready. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so used to counting down, I guess. So I was like <laughs> counting down into the show. But anyway, welcome in to the Insta Classic Wrestling Podcast, the podcast that is always an Insta Classic. I messed that up. What is it? What's this like? <laughs> It's the only podcast that is always, and I mean always, and That's it's the classic. That's right. I just want to make sure everybody out, out, out there in the world remembered. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, I want to talk a little bit about the, uh, I mean, I guess this is technically spring cleaning for WWE. Kind of happened under a different effect, I guess. Um, but we got a huge batch of releases that came out yesterday. We are supposed to do the video yesterday, but somebody, uh, wrong way, somebody, um, you know, uh, messed things up. So. But anyway. We I messed anything up. up. That was you. You, you messed everything up. Anyway. Um, Maybe. But uh, I feel like for the whole show, we should just turn this way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I like StreamYard because it makes us feel like we're like Drake and Josh or something. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna because you know they used to do a split screen thing, but uh, we're gonna do we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and then of course we're gonna talk about the, the unfortunate passing of Howard Finkel as well, a little bit at the end of the show um, too. But nonetheless, to start with the releases, I think you have the full. Do you have the full list or the full full list?
1: I got the full full list. Full full list. Okay. The, there were
0: some surprising got... ones in there. Um, you know, there were a couple of ones that I think. Well. And it, it, I think, it goes back to too. Like, we talk about WWE kind of misusing talent and not really using them to their potential. And I think a lot of those guys, guys, and was there any gals on there? But I know. Yeah. Um, but a lot, you know, a lot of those guys and gals, you know, are kind of have fallen victim to that. But let's get into the list first, and then we will uh, talk a little bit about you know what we think of it.
1: Um. So. And this is in no particular order. This is just how I wrote. This down. is in
0: order for uh, from the uh, his favorite to least favorite.
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah. No, that's not it. No, so um, it, it is split up in uh, between um, superstars and producers. So um, anyway, so we have Rusev, which was kind of a surprise, but I think he had wanted his release anyway. And they wouldn't give it to him. So they finally, uh, with this, with the coronavirus, gave him his release. Um, but anyway, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, EC3. EC3 can't get a break with WWE, I swear. Uh, Leo Rush, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, which was a surprise to me. Zack Ryder was a huge surprise to me. Um uh yeah Heath Slater, Sarah Logan, Eric Rowan, your boy Big Red, Big Red Gone, your boy gone, uh, No Way Jose, uh Primo and Epico. I did not even know they were still in the WWE. Um Maria and Mike Canellis, Diana Perrazzo, Alexander J- Jackson, I don't know who that is, Aiden English um, and I'll add this one uh, before I get into the producers, uh, referee Mike Kiota, who was a huge surprise. He is, I think, the longest tenured ref. Um, he was the head of the ring crew. Um, so that was a huge surprise to me. Um, then getting into like the producers and trainers and stuff, we have Kurt Angle, Billy Kidman, Fit Finley, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, Lance Storm, and Mike Rotunda. So that's a big list of people released, um, unfortunately, due to the coronavirus um, having to cut costs and things. Um, but a lot of them, man, I especially the producers, a lot of them were trainers, too. So it's like... Man, how do you, uh, what what got? I, I feel like, uh, I
0: feel like you, you can stay up late for us. He, he's we, he's we, staying we, up late anyway, so it ain't it ain't
1: late. we we the only podcast that always answer the You wait, you wait up, bro. You wait up anyway. Um, yeah, so a big big um, big list. Um, the rumors are already going around. You know, where are they going to end up? What are they going to do? Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, a bunch of them are going to go to AEW. I don't think that's going to be the case uh, because in the beginning, even um, Scott or um, Cody Rhodes um, said they don't want AEW to just be, you know, picking up a bunch of former WWE guys. Um, I, I'm sure a few of these guys will eventually. One day be in AEW, and I'm sure a, a bunch of them will make it back to WWE in time. Um, but there's a lot of other promotions out there. Um, a lot of these guys, um, Anderson and Gallows, could go back to New Japan. Um, you know, a lot of these guys could go to Ring of Honor. Um, uh, some of them could go to Impact. Um, myself, being a worker, Um, in the business, I would love to see a bunch of these guys work the indie circuit and kind of, you know, be able to build that hunger again. Like a lot of guys who have gone been released from WWE, gone to the indies, come back with more of a hunger. Um, You know, uh, that could be a thing. And just like to be able to get a chance to work with any of these guys would be amazing just to, you know, learn from them from their experiences in, in WWE um, and then a lot of the like producers, I'm sure could find work in other promotions, um, being producers or being trainers. Like I'm sure AEW could take some of them as trainers or producers, um, impact could do the same. Um, you know, um, Mike Kyoto, if he still wants to be a referee, I'm sure any promotion would love to have uh, an experienced ref like him. Um so I think yes this sucks obviously but I think you got to look at the positives the you know the one door closes another one opens you just got to find where that next door is where that next opportunity is um so DJ Yeah
0: um it is a, a very big list um and when I first thing I think of when I look at this list is how many of these guys weren't really doing much of anything. Um they kinda like remind you how big WWE's roster is in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a couple of these guys that have seen some success and kind of tapered off a little bit. Rusev is, is one that comes to mind. Um having his big biggest run near the WrestleMania thirty ish area. Um, and then ever since then, it's kind of been all downhill and kind of jokey in a way. From there, um, the club is an interesting one and a little surprising because they were kind of in a, in a pretty prominent role with AJ Styles right now, um, and they are one of the one of the better tag teams, um, you know, or had been one of the better tag teams in WWE. But then again, you think of them as two guys who hadn't really reached their ceiling yet you know it felt yeah. it felt like they they almost put them with aj styles to make sure they stayed relevant in a way not that they're not good but relevant to in terms of the fans because you know once you start losing a lot and and, and things kind of turn for you the fans will turn on you pretty quickly so it felt like they put them with aj to kind of you know reinvent the wheel in a way and, and kind of have the club back together but also You know, keeps him relevant. You know, in a way as well. Chris Mavericks a little bit surprising because he's in the interim cruiserweight championship tournament, or is it a tournament, or is it a match? Uh, Tournament. Tournament. He's in that, and I think he's still going to compete in that. Um, So that's good for him. Um, In terms of like Eric Young, Leo Rush, Zach Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, guys like that, even Eric Rowan. Um, they weren't doing much with those guys. Eric Younger came up to the main roster and done a little bit. Um, Leo Rush had done a little bit, and then he went back to NXT. I think um, you know he did a, did a little bit with Lashley and stuff like that, and kind of you know that was entertaining. Zack Ryder hadn't done much, uh, you know, in a while. Kurt Hawkins hadn't really done much in a while. Uh, he was built up to do a lot when he first came back, but nothing ever really came of it. Um, Hugh Slater. I don't think he's done anything since Slater Gator. Um, you know, so I, a lot of these guys, you know, Way Jose, Primo, like you said, Primo and Epico, were, we didn't know they were on the roster at this point. Like, it, it was it was kind of that bad. I think Maria Canales is pregnant. Mike Canell slash Bennett is has been in limbo since then, and really since he came came into, um, you know, a lot of these these guys have just not been, not really been used. Sarah Logan kind of, you know, she was in the, uh, she was in the riot squad, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sarah Logan was in the riot squad, so that was kind of her biggest thing, but other than that, what has she really done? So, you know, and then back to EC3, just unfortunate that he really can't, he he really can't catch a break in WWE. Um, You know, he started WWE, went to Went to Impact, obviously made his name in Impact, and then went to WWE with a lot of fanfare and everybody. would You know, I think a lot of people were really excited about it, but nothing came. Nothing came of it. Um, you know, not, nothing. Nothing came of it. He had a pretty good time in NXT, but once he hit the main roster, it was almost like a big fish in a, a no, small fish in a big pond, I should say, um, and nothing came of it. Uh, more so because I don't think he was ever given the opportunities. A lot of these guys were never really given the opportunities. We talked a whole lot during a lot of reviews about the club and and how they should be tag champions, and they eventually did. But I don't even know. I don't even remember the run. That's how uneventful it was. Um, we talked about Rusev plenty of times. You know, Rusev originally got over as a big powerhouse, can beat anybody up type of a guy, and then. Um, the Rusev Day thing started to happen, and, and you know, he, he kind of became a joke for a little bit, but then the Rusev Day thing got him back over, I think. Um, but then, you know, WWE is kind of weird about getting yourself over as opposed to, um, you know, WWE doing something to get you over, so that kind of hurt, hurts you a little bit. And I think, too, a little bit of, you know, obviously it has a lot to do with the virus, but I think a lot of it has to do with their standing in the company at the time. Um, you know, you're not just going to get rid of, you know, you don't see AJ Styles on this list. You don't see Seth Rollins on this list. You know, you don't see, uh, you know, Alistair Black on this list. You don't see even Bobby Lashley, who is kind of in limbo, I think, a little bit too. You don't see him on this list. You don't see Brock Lesnar on this list. You know, you don't, you don't see these guys who are in prominent roles right now on this list. Um, but like, like we said, I think the most prominent, from this list was Carl Anderson. I don't know how many times I'm gonna say a list today, but Carl Anderson and Luke Gallagher, um were kind of the most prominent two that I think that I saw. Um, Eric well. Rowan was doing some stuff with the little cage thing or whatever, but I don't know if they ever went. I don't know if they ever really went with it. And then when they when they revealed what it was, it was so stupid that nobody cared anymore. Um, you know, so man, like I don't get it because they could have used a real freaking spider. <laughs> couldn't just use a real spider? Why'd you have to use a big old furry uh, freaking fake looking spider? Like? But anyway, um, my boy Big Rick. Uh, but, you know, like, I I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, and, you know, in terms of the whole, I don't know if they'll go to AW type thing. Um, and once again, I think it's wrestling fans, because we are so, 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 so quick to Criticize somebody for literally signing the best talent in the world. where we're, we're, We are literally just bam, spied on. Not necessarily us per se, but obviously we hear all the time, wrestling, but oh, AW just gonna turn into impact. They gonna shine everybody. So you're not supposed to sign the best talent in the world? I've never understood that. I've never. If, if every football team was like, dang, he played for another team, I got to go sign somebody from the XFL. Like, you wouldn't be as good as you want to be. Tom Brady may not even have a job again if, if you felt like you couldn't sign the best players in the world. Like, it's so stupid. I, I still hate it. It's so dumb.
1: A little side note, um, speaking of XFL, the XFL – has officially signed for chapter Chapter 11 bankruptcy.
0: Which doesn't necessarily mean it's over, right? Like, in a way it does, but, like, you can file, from, file, for, you can file for bankruptcy and come back from it. It's just hard. I know,
1: I know there's a couple different kinds of bankruptcy. I forgot what chapter 11, like, entails. But still, like just the bad luck that they have with the XFL. Like, this one was actually doing really well, and a bunch of guys that were in the XFL have been signed to um, NFL teams. Like, they've been given the opportunity to, to be seen. But it's like, I don't understand why they had to file for bankruptcy.
0: I think the first period. mistake, and I, and, and I know it's, a, it's almost like a selfless mistake, but they should have probably been a little bit more selfish in it um they shouldn't have paid the players after the season ended um I, and i know that may have been a contract thing um something that they may have had to do um or they kind of would have been in legal trouble that would have put them in even worse kind of blood a little bit but i don't think they should have did that um i think they could have they could have done something you know they could have saved a whole lot of money by not paying the players after the, everything ended because they still had, but, had to pay them for the whole season. And you got to remember they're not making any money from ticket sales, um, merchandise, any of that stuff because nobody's coming to the games because you can't. You know you can't even have the games. So,
1: but at the same time, I think other um, other leagues that are supposed to be going on right now are still. Play, are still paying their players,
0: yeah. But I think I think they have a little bit more of a pot to kind of pull from, though. You know, they have they they've been around for a little bit longer. Um, but I mean, I mean, I know I know WWE owns it, and technically, like they got they got the pot. Um, but in a way, it's weird though because although Vince owns it, it's like almost not connected with WWE at all. You know, you never really hear much yeah. about it. Um and even when you hear about the funding, we didn't hear about the funding coming from WWE. We heard about the funding coming from whatever owner that was that funded it. Yeah. Originally. It's what is what it was what we were hearing. Um so the was it the Jaguars owner or something like that? But whatever. Um something like no, that. No,
1: Jaguars owner was AEW.
0: Yeah, but it was it was some sort of owner that had funded yeah. it. I don't I just can't remember right off the top of my head what it was, but you know, it's weird because you know, in a way, even though it's kind of a WWE subsidy almost, it's still, but like, it's like they're not connected. You know, it's not like it's like it's almost like they couldn't. I, I hate it though. Like, I really hate it. You know, because it it was good to have football kind of all year round in a way. Um, yeah. Because really, as soon as the XFL would have ended. Um, the CFL would have came on and then kind of midway or like four or five weeks into the CFL then you have the NFL, um, which is good because you know it, it that that kind of low period between the end of the NBA playoffs and um, the start of NFL football is kind of a long period of time, uh, I think for a lot of sports fans.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to look up uh, Chapter Eleven Bankruptcy to kind of get. While worked. you're
0: looking that up, I I am because I, I didn't talk about their announcers, producers, referees, and whatnot. Um, some of the bigger names I'm a little bit surprised about, but I wonder what all of these producers do too. You know, like how you know. I, I mean, I think a lot of them are, are like um, almost like writers in a way. Um, you know, they they probably do a lot of the um you know put you know pushing ideas for storyline and stuff like that especially when you look at it with with Kurt Angle being one of them Billy Kidman being one of them um Michael Tunda who I think is uh Bray Wyatt's dad right Brand yeah Rouse, Brand Bo. um where is Bo by the way <laughs> surprised he wasn't I on don't know. um just just because you know we haven't really seen him in a while um you know, with Devari, Scott Armstrong, Shane Hemslans,orm guys like that who have been in the business for so long, um, you know. I mean, and, and you know, they go back and forth anyway. So I, I don't think it's that, you know, that big of a deal. But but it was interesting. You know, you showed me the video of Rockstar Stood. Um, you know, and his kind of emotions over it, and how kind of upset he was, and probably a little frustrated that he was. Um, but it's interesting how it affects. People, even when us as fans don't really see them that much, you know. When's the last time we can feel like we've seen Rockstar Spud or yeah. Drake Maverick, you know? And well, it it feels like, you know, even though we haven't seen, it, seen him seen them, you know, it's interesting, you know, how much it still affects people, even though we may not see them on TV week to week.
1: Well, and uh, Heath Slater posted a video on his Instagram as well. Um, I don't know if you saw that one, but his was, you know, his was a lot different. He was like, you know, um, it's unfortunate that it happened. And he said, you know, but WWE has given him and his family so much it has given them income um, he, that he, WWE has given them so many opportunities. You know, he said he's been literally all over the world. Um, and he kind of went on to say that, you know, yeah, this is, this sucks, but there's a bigger picture to this. You know, this, this is happening to people all over the world. You know, it's not just WWE superstars who are losing their jobs, it is people all over the country. Uh, and other countries too, losing their jobs, losing their livelihoods. So it's like, yeah, it's 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 bad, but you got to kind of look at the bigger picture. Which I I, I like that he kind of went went on that. Um, not that I'm taking anything away from what Spud said, because obviously, you know, it's it's his dream to work for WWE. So it, it's it's emotional. Um, I'm sure he'll bounce back, and you know, he'll he'll still, you know, work the indies and stuff, and you know, uh, he'll he'll find work still because. He's an immensely talented performer, um, both in ring and on the mic, you know. Um, so definitely you know,
0: I'm I'm lost,
1: <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure a lot of these guys and as for the producers, um I know Billy Kidman was like a, a backstage producer, like um, help helping run the show and stuff like that. Um uh, I'm trying to look and see who, if I can remember who was what. Um, I know um, Sarah Stock was a producer, and she was also a one of the women uh, trainers for the women because um, she is a former wrestler. A lot of these guys are former wrestlers. Um, uh, Lance Storm, I think he was also a trainer in um, WWE. Um, so, I mean... Like I said, a lot of these guys, I'm sure, will find work easily in other promotions um, and elsewhere. Um, but as for found a little something about Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. So Chapter Eleven bank, or Chapter Eleven is a chapter of the United States Bankruptcy Code, which permits which permits reorganization under the bankruptcy laws of the United States. Chapter 11 bankruptcy is available to every business, whether organized as a corporation or a sole proprietorship uh, and to individuals, although it is most prominently used by corporate en- entities. So it um, doesn't necessarily mean it's over. It just kind of helps them kind of reorganize, I guess. Um, so hopefully that means it's not – Totally over, um, but because um, I, I definitely I think they were doing something really good. It, it was working out really well. People were getting into it. People were watching it. Um, cities that had didn't have football teams now had football teams. Like you know, you, you had a more of an opportunity to you know go have your own like home team. I guess you could say, um, but. Anything else before we move on to the uh, unfortunate?
0: I don't, I don't think so. I think we said all we needed to say.
1: I mean, the other unfortunate, I should say. Everything on this episode is unfortunate.
0: It's a sad, uh, sad episode.
1: So, uh, we found out today, well, yesterday now because it's after midnight, that unfortunately the Fink, Howard Finkel, has passed away Um, I, I just happened to have seen it on Facebook as I was scrolling through, I didn't really get to read and see exactly what happened. I know he was, I think they said he was like 67 or something like that.
0: 69. Um,
1: Oh, 69, which isn't really that old in today's day and age, but again, you know, um, but definitely that's, it's really sad. Um to me he's the best to ever be a ring announcer. I mean when I think of classic moments in WWE, especially ring announcing wise, I think of Howard Finkel. Like, um I think of him and I think of Mean Jean doing backstage interviews. Like those are the two that are, are you know, pinnacles in in pro wrestling. Um so, you know, it's unfortunate. It's it's a very sad day. Um, so, um, any thoughts on?
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, you know, it is interesting because him and, you know, especially with, with him and me and Gene both passing, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, they both kind of define their errors in their own little ways, you know, um, Howard Finkel has this, you know, almost like unforgettable voice, you know, for ring announcing, you know. I don't know if it's ever really been the same, um, you know, since. I mean, Lillian was good. Um, You know, Lillian's always one that's that's missed because she isn't there, you know, because she was always really good too, Um, you know. But I think Howard Finkel just defined, um, you know, that, that 80s and 90s era. You know, with him and Mean Gene, you know, they were so, you know, kind of, you know, it was it was, <laughs> it was, was Mean Gene, and, you know, backstage and then back to thinking the ring, you know. So, you know, you, had, you just had a sack show at that point, you, you know. Um, you know, and when I think of both of them and Piper, too, you know, you think of, I, I for some reason, think of Legends House uh, because that was the most recent thing I watched with, I think, both of them in it. Um was, uh, and Roddy Piper too, uh, you know, with all of them, and it was Legends House, and, and I that was like one of the first things I watched on the network when I, when I started watching the network was Legends House, <laughs> and it was hilarious and how Finkel was just out of his mind, I think, at that point. He was wild, he was wild. Um, yeah, but it was funny though, and you know, I think they just they, they define their own eras. Um, and define them together, you know, and I don't know if we'll ever get a backstage, I don't, it feels like, I don't know if we've had a backstage personality like me and Gene, and like you said before, I don't think we've had a backstage, uh, no, no. announcer like Howard Finkel, and then you put that combination together, we haven't had anywhere near that combination since. Um, and yes. I think, you know, we're really starting to miss, uh, you know, some of our, our old friends, you know, in terms of some of these, especially with all the different commentary teams and stuff like that, you know, I think we're really starting to miss you know the the gorilla monsoon and um, the you know the, those those uh, announcing teams. You know, we're starting to really miss those you know those teams because you know it was it, it just was different. You know, it was different. Jim Ross and Jerry the King, Lawler. You know, we start to miss those teams because it was just you know they were they were built you know for for that era, and I guess the teams now were. But I guess the weird part is, you know, back then the announced teams didn't change as much um, yes. you know, with the brand split and so, so much going on, you know, in general, you know, there's so many announced teams that I don't know if we ever get a chance. I mean, besides Michael Cole, I don't know if we ever get a chance to get used to a, uh, you know, a, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, commentator anymore. Cause we just hear the same one. I mean, we hear different ones all the time. I mean, NXT's a little bit more helpful because Marrow's been there for for a while now, um, so we kind you know it's nice to have kind of the voice of Blase Blase Blase, um, you know. It, it, I think it helps a little bit, and, and it kind of defines it, it really defines the show, you know. Um, yeah, Howard Finkel and Mean Gene, you know, they defined you know their shows because they were the only ones doing it, you know, and they, they and there was nobody that could do it like they could do it, so.
1: Yeah, I kind of miss that kind of stability, like being, you know, having that, you know, you you knew who was going to be ring announcing every night. Um, And and I feel like ring announcers, to the point of view, I think they haven't changed as much. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we had uh, Lillian for a long time. Uh, We had JoJo for a while. Um. Now we have. Is it still? It's still Mike. Uh, Micro, right? Uh, or, I think so, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's good. I, I like him.
0: The um, best in the world. That's the only thing I can think of. But I think yeah.
1: <laughs> but I.
0: Don't but I don't like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I don't like now is is like you said. You know, the announced teams Changed so much, and back in the day. You know, you had, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and Vince McMahon for so long. And then, you know, you had Macho Man in there for a while for so long. And then during the Attitude Era, you had uh, J.R. and King. It, it was a stable thing. And then, like you said, the brand split happened. And even when, like, the when Taz was added, it was kind of changed a little bit. But, um it just changes so much now and I can't even tell you who the backstage and ring like interviewers are anymore because I feel like they change so often, mm-hmm. you know, there I'll turn on raw and like, I don't watch Raw and Smackdown regularly anymore uh, just cause I don't have a lot of time to, um, I mean, I've had more time uh, during the uh, coronavirus outbreak, but like, I still have it, but I'll go on there. And, I'll see a backstage interview and I'm like, who is that interviewing them? Like, who who is this person? Um, And I mean, to an extent, it's not that big of a deal because like, as in the business wise, like as an interviewer, as a referee, uh, even to an extent as a manager, you're not really like as a manager. Yeah. You're the talking piece. Like you're the mouthpiece, but like, as for like managers otherwise and referees and, you know, interviewers, you're not the focal point. Like the, the superstar is the focal point. The wrestler is the focal point. So to that point, it's not that big of a deal, but you kind of, you do get used to, you know, seeing. Unless
0: you're Earl Hebner, you know. (laughs) I mean, Earl
1: Hebner himself is a superstar. Like, (laughs) like, uh,
0: do you, you wonder, and I know this is a little out topic, but would, would Earl Hebner have, have been the superstar that he is without the Montreal Screwjob? As much as he didn't want to do it, as much as he didn't want to do it, that moment defines him. And he even has a shirt that said, I screwed better. What what, is, what does his shirt say? I didn't screw right I can't remember. He has a shirt, though. No, he With has
1: it. a. I I actually have it somewhere. It says, damn right I did.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know, but I mean, he's such a a huge star now. Like I don't know any wrestler in the business that wouldn't put him over if like, like, I don't know, but I, I, like I said, I do miss that kind of stability and like that, you know, familiarity of like, you know, who's going to be on the show every week. Now it's like, you know, who's the interview going to be tonight or, you know, who's, you know, going to be ring announcing who's going to be doing this, that, whatever. Um, but you know, it it is what it is. Life goes on. Um, and, but anyway, back to kind of the, I guess to finish up the show, because I don't think we have much more to really say. Um, it is unfortunate that a lot of these, uh, people did get released. Um, Obviously, it wasn't fully, you know, I I don't think it was fully WWE's decision. I think they were kind of forced, like their hand was a little bit forced just with the whole virus going around, Um, you know, because even with a a multi-billion dollar company, you know, they they do have to be getting hit, you know, a little bit more than usual, um, just with not having shows. Um, I mean, yes, they still have the network that people are still, you know, subscribed to. They still have WWE shops, so you can still buy shirts and stuff. But, you know, their major thing was like shows and, you know, getting people in the door. So um, obviously there had to be cuts. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of these guys, um, like I said, I'm sure. If they are hungry enough and they work hard enough, they'll be back. Um, We've seen a bunch of guys get released and come back. Um, You know, um, the current WWE champion, uh, you know, same with him. Um, uh, And I'm I'm trying to think of some of the other guys that have been released and come back. Um, uh, Obviously, he's not a a superstar right now or not a current active wrestler but I mean Christian left and came back Um, you know so many guys have been released or um, left the company and come back so I I don't think for a lot of these guys this is the end of the road Um, it certainly isn't the end of the road in the business in general so um, I'll throw it back to DJ because he got the control to, to end the show I tried to rhyme that. It
0: didn't work. <laughs> uh, I think that's going to do it for this one. We'll come back with something else uh, probably sometime next week unless something just pops up this week. And we're like, whoa, got to
1: talk, got to talk.
0: <laughs> talk. <Gotta laughs> talk, The way it's been going, it will. Something will pop up. <laughs> um, I did watch the Edge documentary. We'll do that video soon. Um, I did watch it. Um, I finally watched it. I, st- I actually stayed up to watch it one day last week when I wasn't as busy. I stayed up. Or when I didn't have to get up early the next morning, I stayed up to watch it. Um,
1: so, we're going to do that on that their camera there.
0: We might do it on the dirt hammer there. But, but uh, nonetheless, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at ICW underscore podcast and subscribe to the channel as well. For Casey and DJ, which is mm-hmm. me and him. him. Um, we'll see you guys on the next video when you guys tune in.
1: Bli-bli-bli, oh, yeah.